0: موسى, and from the people of Musa, ummatun are a nation, a group, yahduna, they take guidance, they remain guided, bil with the truth, wa and with it, yardilun, they establish justice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making clear to us that all of the Yahud are not the same. There are some from the people of Musa alayhi salam who remain upon the truth. And with the truth, they establish justice. Because in the previous ayah, what was mentioned? That, O oh, people, believe in who? Muhammad Wasallam. And we see that over the years, while the majority of the people of Musa salam, meaning the Bani Israel, until today, they have been far from right guidance in the sense that they have Rejected many Prophets, Isa alayhi salam Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but there have always been some people amongst them who did believe in the haq as it came to them. So for instance, amongst them there were people who remained upon the truth and they believed in Isa. There were people who remained on the truth and who believed in Muhammad. So it's best not to generalize the people. It doesn't mean that they don't believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and they follow the Torah so they are on Haqq. No. Haq is what? Believing in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Haq is what? Believing in the Quran. Believing in all of Allah's kalimat وَقَطَّعْنَاهُمْ And we divided them. Meaning the Yahud, the Bani Israel. Now again back to where the Bani Israel were in the desert. Remember that 70 of them were taken to offer formal apology. When they died, they were revived, they were sent back, they had the Torah to follow. Then what happened? Nahum, We divided them, the Bani Israel, because they were just basically a crowd right now. Right? Just imagine, they had escaped Fir'aun, a crowd of people, no organization, nothing. And you see, where there's no organization amongst people, that is where problems arise. And this is why Sami was able to make a kaf and lead people astray. If the people were organized, divided into groups, and each group had a leader, then such problems would not arise. This is why we have the whole class divided into groups. Because then what would happen? One person is not showing up for five weeks at least there is someone to ask you, did you do your lesson? Are you going to sit where you're or not? Where were you this past class? So this is the reason why a huge crowd is divided into groups for the purposes of organization. Okay? So, وَقَطَّعْنَاهُمْ عَشْرَةَ Twelve, asbatan groups, tribes, umaman, as nations. Asbelt, plural of, sipt. What does sipt mean? Grandson. Literally it means grandson. Now Asba'at is used for the tribes of Bani Israel. Why? Because who were Bani Israel? They were the descendants of the 12 sons of Ya'qub salam. So what were they then? His grandchildren. Okay? So this is why the word Asba'at was used for the tribes of Bani Israel. And they were Umam. Umam, plural of Ummah. Meaning each group was like an Ummah. And this just shows to us how many there were. on Umama. And remember, we learned elsewhere that each group also had a nāqib, a leader. وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى مُوسَىٰ And we revealed to Musa, إِذْ وَنْ إِسْتَسْقَاهُ قَوْمُهُ His people asked him for water. إِسْتَسْقَاهُ We have done this word earlier. وَإِذْ إِسْتَسْقَى مُوسَىٰ You remember? So when his people asked him for water, where in the desert? Because remember, when they came to the desert, they didn't bring with them water bottles. Right, And there was a Red Sea. I don't know if you can drink that water, but they needed water basically. They were in the middle of the desert. So the people asked Musa alayhi salam for water. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Musa alayhi salam on that idrib you strike bi'asaka with your staff, al-hajara, the rock. So Musa alayhi salam did that. He took his staff, he hit the rock, fambajasat. Then it gushed forth. Imbajasat is from bajim, seen. And imbajasa is basically when water gushes out of a very small and narrow place. Okay? Small and narrow place. Has it ever happened that water is leaking from somewhere and you're wondering where is this water coming from? Where is the source? Hmm? And then you keep cleaning, cleaning, cleaning until you figure out Oh, it's coming from this narrow crack. It's coming from this tiny hole. Hmm? So this is what imbajasa means, when water gushes out from a very tight, narrow, small place. So from bajasa minhu, from that big rock, water gushed out from where ithnata ashrata, twelve ainan springs. So twelve tiny, tiny springs, and water is flowing out of it. What's the benefit of water flowing out from a tiny spring, or from a tight, narrow, small place. Yes. More water pressure? Okay. Yes, it doesn't get flooded. The area doesn't get flooded. Because you see, if the water is coming out from a tight place, it's coming slowly and gradually. Okay? When it's coming slowly and gradually, then it can be taken easily by the people. Because if it was just coming, 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 imagine 12 springs. Can you imagine the flood? Can you imagine the chaos and the people slipping and hurting themselves? So, qad alima. In fact, he knew. Certainly, he knew who kullu unas every people, meaning every group of people, every tribe. They knew mashrabahum their watering place. We have done all these words before. This is why I'm just literally reading through the ayah. So all the people knew exactly which spring was theirs. Twelve tribes, twelve springs. So that people are not fighting over it, over the water. وَظَلَّلْنَا And we shaded عَلَيْهِمْ upon them الْغَمَامَةِ The cloud. Because they were in the desert. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a cloud over them to shade them constantly. Has it ever happened that you're in a plane and you see the clouds under you, beneath you, and then you see the shade of the clouds. Has it ever happened? So imagine a cloud was constantly suspended over them so that they would be in the shade. This is all happening in the desert. And obviously this is after the people had worshipped the calf. وَأَنزَلْنَا And we sent down عليهم upon them المن والسلوى The man and the salwa. Kuloo, Allah said to them eat مِنْ طَيِّبَاتِ مَا غَزَقْنَاكُمْ Of the good things that we have provided you. Eat freely, easily. These are good things. But what happened? They did ظُلْم how did the Bani Israel do thul? They said, we're bored of this man and salwa. We want something new. We want something else. We want to eat what other people eat. And it is also said that they were told not to store any of that food because every day they were given fresh. Fresh meals were provided. But they said, oh, but what if we don't have any food? So they kept taking, taking, taking and storing it. And what happens when we store food like that? It goes bad. And when it goes bad, it's gonna go waste. Right? So Allah says, وَمَا When they were deprived of that food eventually because of their wrongdoing, Allah did not do ظلم on them. وَلَكِنْ but كَانُوا They were anfusahum yazlimoon. They were doing ظلم on themselves. They deprived themselves of these niam. Wa وَإِذْ and when قِيلَ it was said lahum to them "Uskunu." You all live, dwell. Where? هَذِهِ الْقَرْيَة This city, this town. Because remember that the Bani Israel had come out of Egypt to go where? Back home to Jerusalem. So once they were almost crossed the desert, they were told to enter the city. And we learned about this earlier when Musa السلام, he told the people, يَا قَوْمِ الْأَرْضَ الْمُقَدَّسَةَ الَّتِي كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ Enter the city which Allah has decreed for you. But what did they say? إِنَّ فِيهَا قَوْمًا There are some tyrants, strong, mighty people living over here. We're not going to enter until they leave. They were told, enter, fight, and you will win. But what did they say? We're sitting right here, O Musa, you and your Lord go fight. Let us know when the coast is clear and we will come. Basically, they refused to cooperate. So what happened then? Musa السلام, he made dua to Allah that, Ya Allah, I can't deal with these people anymore. Separate me from them. So soon after that, Musa السلام, he died. And then years later, years later, under the leadership of Yusha bin Noon, the Bani Israel, when that entire generation was replaced basically, okay, then they entered the city. But they were given the command such a long time ago. So, وَإِذْ قِيلَ لَهُمْ أُسْكُنُوا هَذِهِ الْقَرْيَةِ Go, live here, this is your home. وَكُلُوا and you eat. minha from it. حَيْثُ الشئتم, Wherever you will, meaning this whole place is halal for you. You live here, this is your home. But when you're entering, remember to say, وَكُلُوا and you should say حِطَّةٌ What does حِطَّة mean? Forgiveness. وَدُخُلُوا and you enter. Baba the door. سُجَّدًا prostrating. Plural of Sajid doesn't mean that you do sajdah and crawl. What it means is, in a humble way. Like the Prophet when he entered into Mecca, how did he enter? How? He was so humble that his beard was touching the camel, saddle. He was so humble, so low in his posture, with humility. So they were told that when you enter the city, enter asking Allah for forgiveness and enter with humility. If you will do that, نَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ خَطِيْئَاتِكُمْ We will forgive your sins. خَطِيئَات, plural of خطيئة. We will forgive you for everything that has happened so far. سَنَزِيدُ الْمُحْسِنِينَ And Allah's promise is what? That we will increase for those who do إحسان. Because هَلْ جَزَاءُ الْإِحْسَانِ إِلَّا الْإِحْسَانِ? No. If a person does extra good, he will be shown extra good. So, Beg forgiveness, enter with humility, and Allah will give you abundantly. But what happened? First of all, they refused to enter. Secondly, after that entire generation was wiped out, second generation, hmm, they were entering under the leadership of not a prophet, but someone else, his disciple. What happened? When they entered, instead of saying hittah, they said something else. Instead of Entering the city with humility, they entered arrogantly. Allah says, "فَبَدَّلَ" So he changed. ظلموا, those who did wrong, "مِنْهُمْ" From them. What did they change? "قَوْلًا" A word. "غَيْرَ" Other than. "الَّذِي" That which. "قِيلَ لَهُمْ" It was said to them. They were told, "say hitta They changed the word Hitta into حِنْطَةَ. What is حِنْطَةَ? Grain. They were basically mocking. Mocking at who? Allah the greatest mercy on them, the one who saved them from slavery of own, the one who rescued them, the one who gave them food and water in the desert and shade, gave them a leader so kind as Musa salam. They mocked at Allah. They mocked at the words of Allah. Allah told them, say, hittah. They said, hintah. They changed it. And instead of entering with humility, we learn elsewhere that they entered with pride and arrogance, sliding on their buttocks, on their behind. Just imagine. that Allah told us to enter with humility, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna do the exact opposite. Allah says, فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ So we sent down upon them, مِنَ السَّمَاءِ A filthy punishment from the sky, plague, بِمَا كَانُوا يَظُلِمُونَ Because of the zulm that they used to do. And you know what? We see over here that they were told, ask Allah forgiveness. When you will seek forgiveness, Allah will forgive you and He will give you more. When we make dua, many times we're hasty. We raise up our hands and we say, Ya Allah, please help me. Ya Allah, please make me pass. Ya Allah, please give me this. Please give me that. And we don't say, Ya Allah, please forgive me. If you say hitta, Allah will also give you hinta. Okay? If you ask Allah for forgiveness, Allah will give you everything you want. But if you only say, Ya Allah, dunya, 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 then you'll get nothing. Or you might just get some of the dunya and nothing else. Then Allah says was alhum and ask them, meaning ask the people. عَنِ Qariya <الْقَرْيَة> about the town, meaning about the people of the town. allati that which Kanad it was Hadrat al Bahri. present, meaning it used to dwell, the people used to live where? Al Bahr by the sea. The word had Hadra. What does Hadurah mean? Hadara to be present. right? So Hadara, one that is present. So basically they used to reside by the sea. Now after the Bani Israel eventually entered Jerusalem even though they entered in a horrible way but when they did enter and eventually their population it grew and it spread then what happened they spread out and there was one community of the Bani Israel that used to live by the coast of the Red Sea and these people if they're living by the sea obviously it is only expected that they were fishermen okay and this city it is said that it was called alia alia and what did they do allah says ya'duna fi sabt ya'duna they transgress fi in the matter of the sabbath sabbath sabt saturday okay And Saturday was the day of Sabbath, meaning it was the day where the people would be cut off, they would keep away from any worldly engagement, any worldly action, and they would just occupy themselves with the worship of Allah. Even today, there are people who observe the Sabbath on Saturday. And because of that reason, they will not go to work. And because of that reason, they will not even press the buttons of the elevators. Okay? Why? Because it goes against the rules of the Sabbath. So no worldly work, nothing at all. Okay, They're supposed to be busy in the worship of Allah only. So these people, what did they do? يَعْدُونَ is Sabbath. They transgressed in the matter of the Sabbath. Because obviously it is difficult. Imagine if you're told, before Salatul Jum'ah, you're not going to work. Can you imagine? Would people be able to follow that? No. Even the most observant Muslims would check their email or at least attend a phone call from work or do one thing or the other. Why? Because it's too difficult. So it was very difficult to start with. And it was made difficult. Why? Because of the sins of these people. Because remember that when a person disobeys Allah, then he will have marisha مَنْكَ He will have a miserable, difficult life to live. Then the religion is made difficult for him too. So, they transgressed in the matter of the Sabbath. What was their transgression? It is mentioned over here: is that to when it came to them, hitanu their fish, hitan plural of حوت. They used to fish, right? So the fish would come to them. Yom Sabatihim on the day of their Sabbath. How shurran, shurran, openly. Shuran is the plural of sharir from shin ra'ain, and it means visible, appearing, coming near. So literally the fish would be swimming by the coast and sometimes they would even poke their heads out. okay, Swimming at the surface and imagine how tempting it would be for those people. So they couldn't resist and what would they do? They started laying there, putting their nets on Friday so that all the fish that come, they could catch them on Saturday without doing anything and on Sunday they would take it out. So this was their transgression. They use trick, deceit. وَيَوْمَ And on day, لَا يَسْبِتُونَ They would not have Sabbath. لَا تأتيهم, It would not come. The whole week, the coast would be empty. And on Saturday, fish all over. All over. How difficult. Allah says, كَذَلِكَ نَبْلُوهُمْ Like this we tried them. Why? Bima كَانُوا يَبْسُقُونَ Because of the sins that they used to commit. So you know when haram, it becomes so tempting, it becomes so easy, it's right before you? Like literally all you have to do is just extend your hand and reach out for it? It's that easy for you? You know why? Perhaps there are some sins that we have been committing because of which unlawful has been made easy for us. Because we see that those who have the fear of Allah, those who obey Allah, then Allah protects them from sin. Allah saves them from disobeying him. Allah saves them from disobeying him. And when a person, he sins, then he is led to more sin. Then sin becomes more enjoyable to him. He's tempted to do it more and more, and it becomes easy for him. So it's necessary that we beg Allah's forgiveness when we see the unlawful made easy for us. So, كَذَٰلِكَ نَبْلُوهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَفْسُقُونَ Because of their sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put them in this situation. When a person sins, then sins become more easy and appealing. When a person is not content with lawful, then haram is opened up for him. Haram is opened up for him. So what happened? When they were cheating in this way, putting the nets on Friday, taking them out on Sunday, they were fishing, but they were not really fishing. Obviously, this was not right. So there were some people, Amongst them, who said you shouldn't be doing this, and then there were some other people who said something different. Wa when a nation, when a community amongst them, they said lima ta'idhuna? Why do you advise a people, Allahu Allah muhlikuhum, one who's going to destroy them? Because you see, their entire community was divided into three groups. One group of those who were the sinners. Those who were fishing like this, putting the nuts on Friday, taking them out Sunday. The other group was of those people who said, don't do that. This is cheating. The prohibitors. And the third group was of who? The spectators. The ones who were just watching. They weren't fishing themselves and they weren't even stopping others. Do you see something repeating again? Okay. So, these people, the third group, the spectators, they said to who? The prohibitors. Those who were stopping why are you advising these people? Don't tell them to not do this. Leave them on their own. You know why? Because Allah is going to punish them. أَوْ mu'adhibahum Or He's going to destroy them or He's going to punish them. and شَدِينٍ And severe punishment. So in other words, they're saying, why are you taking it hard upon yourself? Leave them. Let them be. And isn't this what people say today as well? Someone's doing something wrong and another advises them. What do these... Other people say, let them be. Don't stop them. Let them have fun. They're young. Hmm? Look how difficult their life is already. Let them have fun. So they're saying, لِمَا تَعِذُونَ قَوْمًا أَلَّهُمْ مُهْلِكُهُمْ أَوْ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ عَذَابٍ they said, who said? The second group, the prohibitors. They said, مَعْذِرَةً إِلَى رَبِّكُمْ The only reason why we stop them from fishing like this, by cheating is so that we have an excuse before your Lord. What does udr mean? Excuse. Excuse by because of which a person is forgiven. So they're saying, they reply that the only reason we stop them from cheating is so that we have an excuse before Allah. When Allah asks us, why didn't you stop them? We can say that, Ya Allah, we did try. And perhaps they will fear Allah. You never know, they might change. They might listen. So why should we give up? So what do we learn over here? That when someone is doing something wrong, and we might feel like, you know what, it's their choice, it's their decision, let them be, and they're gonna hellfire anyway. What's the big deal? We should remember that Allah can ask us too. You knew, you saw, why didn't you stop them? So what excuse will we have before Allah? What excuse will we have before Allah? Are we doing something to stop people from doing wrong? Or are we saying, it's their choice, it's their life. I should not interfere. وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ And the second reason why we must stop them is because they might listen. They might listen, they might understand. You know, sometimes we find a person steeped in sin. And we think, They're too far. They're not gonna change, ever. But you know what? Sometimes people are doing such serious evils because of pure ignorance. And because nobody has ever told them. I remember once a sister, she mentioned to me about how she was in a wrong relationship and she had no idea this was wrong. Don't be surprised. There are Muslims who are like that. Unfortunately, who don't know a thing about religion. Or who don't realize how serious it is. And she said that one day she met some distant auntie, okay, in a gathering. And when she found out, she said, you should, you know, do istikhara. She's like, what is that? She's like, you just pray two Nafl and ask Allah to show you if what you're doing is right or not. She said, I did that. And she said, until then I felt no guilt about doing what I was doing. I didn't even realize it was wrong. And she's like, from that moment, I just had this feeling that what I'm doing is not right. And she walked away from that relationship. Even though it was so difficult for her, she walked away. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided her so beautifully that it's amazing. But here is a person changing. Why? Because somebody told her, beta you should do istighara, <laughs> My dear, you should pray to Allah, just pray to naful and ask Allah to show you if what you're doing is right or not. She didn't say, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله زنا أستغفر حرام This is what we do, right? We become so judgmental and we don't even realize poor thing might not know. Nobody perhaps told her. Nobody told him. So they said, مَعْذِرَةً إِلَى رَبِّكَمْ وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ فَلَمَّا نَسُوا But what happened? But when they forgot به, that which they were reminded of and we saved aladdina those who they used to forbid anu from the evil well they were reminded constantly, but they didn't listen they forgot that somebody even ever told them not to do this this is cheating what happened then Allah saved only those people who forbade from the wrong ana and we seized aladdina those who did zulim. How? بِعَذَابٍ ba'isin With a punishment that was ba'is, wretched, evil, miserable. we have يَفْسُقُونَ Because of what they used to sin. Because of their sinning. Because of their crossing their limits. Now, two groups are mentioned over here. Those who stopped and those who did little. What about the third group who just watched? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tell us about them. Some scholars said, that they were considered amongst who, those who did zulm, and others said they were forgiven. But of the two opinions, what seems stronger is that they were considered part of Alladina zulamu, because Allah describes two people here: one yanhouna anisoo, those who forbade from the evil, and secondly Alladina zulamu. And zulm was of two kinds: doing the wrong, and approving of it, being okay with it, being indifferent to it. عطوا, then when they were insolent, عينتا, wow, To exceed the limits, to disobey arrogantly and defiantly. فَلَمَّا عَتَوُ عَنْهُ From that which they were forbidden, قُلْنَا we said لَهُمْ To them, كُونُوا بِكَمْ قِرَدَةً خَاسِئِينَ قِرَدَةً Apes خَاسِئِينَ Detested, despised. The whole community of those people who... Cheated, who used trickery, playing with the religion of Allah, trying to fool Allah. What happened? Allah turned them into apes. The most accepted opinion is that they were transformed right there and then. Allah said, "Kunu And they were transformed. And they were able to recognize one another. Just imagine, a person is turned into an ape. And he's able to recognize... Others, and others are able to recognize him. Just imagine. And after three days, all of them died. Some people say that the present day animals of this kind are the descendants of such people. That's not the case. This entire community, it finished after three days. Allah said, Kunu qiradatan khasi'een. What's the lesson in this for us? Don't do wrong, and don't be silent in the face of it. Disapprove of it. Say it is wrong. Stop others from it. Otherwise, we might be considered of those who do wrong. You see, every punishment that is given to anyone is similar to the crime that was committed. They played with the religion of Allah using tricks. We're fishing, we're not fishing, but yeah, we're kind of fishing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inflicted a similar punishment upon them. You're a human, but you're not human. Right? Because an ape is very similar to a human being. Isn't it? A monkey, very similar. Some features are almost identical. I mean, look at the hand sometimes. You're amazed. The face, the eyes. I mean, if you look at the eyes of a monkey sometimes, it looks like a human being almost. Just with slight changes of texture, of color, it would be a human being. So you see, they played with the religion of Allah, and their features were played with. So you get what you do. You get what you do. You are treated in the way that you deal with others. What is وَإِسْتَأَذَّنَا Rabbuka? And when your Lord announced, adhana, He announced, He proclaimed, meaning He made it very clear to the people. La that surely he will definitely raise. I lay him against them, against who? The Bani Israel. Qiyamah until the day of judgment. Man who, meaning someone or the other who, يسومهم, He will inflict upon them sua evil al adab torture punishment. Why? Until the day of judgment. Every now and then, someone will be sent. To inflict great torture upon them. Why? Allah says, Inna Rabbaka, indeed your Lord, la sari'ul iqab, surely swift in retribution. Wa inna and indeed he, la ghafurul surely forgiving and merciful. What does this mean? That every now and then, because of the sins of these people, Allah will send upon them someone to punish them, someone to torture them. Why? This is the punishment that Allah gives to them in this world. However, realize that Allah is also forgiving and merciful. Which teaches us that if we are facing the consequences of our sins today, at the hands of others, we are being tortured. And I want you to think about us Muslims as a whole body, all over the earth, everywhere we are suffering, we are bleeding, we are aching everywhere we are bruised, we are injured, this could very well be a recompense for our sins. So what is necessary at this time? Turning to Allah, like Musa salam turned. Forgive us. We have no one but you. And when a person turns to Allah like this, وَإِنَّهُ لَغَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ He is forgiving and merciful. Because in the Quran, Allah says that Allah will make the people taste minor punishment before the major punishment. Why? Perhaps they will turn. So the difficulties that are imposed on us, the difficulties that we face, they come upon us so that we darraun, We become humble to Allah. We ask Him for forgiveness. وَقَطَعْنَاهُمْ And we cut them up. Meaning, we divided them. Who? The Bani Israel. Fil-ardi in the earth. Umaman? Nations. If you think about it, Bani Israel children of Ya'qub a.s. They were initially where? In Egypt, because that's where they grew. And then from there, rescued, brought to Palestine. And then from there, every now and then, somebody or the other attacked them. And so to save their lives, they went all over the earth. This is how they ended up in Arabia. And this is how they ended up in places like India and all over the earth, just to save their lives. This is how they spread Allah says, "Minhum from them al the good ones. Amongst them there are people who are good. And what makes a person good? That when he sees the truth, he recognizes it, he accepts it. Which is why we see that from the Yahud who were in Medina, when they met the Prophet sallallahu they saw him. There were some who believed in him. Minhum al-salihun, and from them dunadhalik, other than that. What?" Let's not talk about it. Allah says, other than that. If you start describing, it's upsetting. You know, it's like when you want to explain about what someone has done, you're like, don't ask me. Don't ask me. The words don't ask me are enough to tell you what a terrible thing they have done. So, duna ذلك, they're other than that. They're not salih. <وَبَلَوْنَاهُم> and we test them. Bil بِالْحَسَنَاتِ With the good things وَالسَّيِّئَاتِ And the evil things. Meaning, with good times and bad times. With fortune and misfortune. With ease, with difficulty. With freedom, with imprisonment. We test them through different, different ways. Why? لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they would return. They turn back to Allah. Like those 70 men did. They turn back to Allah. Beg Him for forgiveness. So what does it show to us? That every time there hasana, there is سَيِّئَةً, why is it so? That a person turns to Allah. Something good happens, a person is grateful. He worships Allah even more. Something bad happens, a person reflects on himself. What did I do that this is happening? And when he realizes, or whether or not he realizes, he begs Allah for forgiveness. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they would return. Now, when we're reading these verses, let's not just think about other people, reflect on ourselves as well. Reflect on ourselves as well, that perhaps the same kind of attitude has come within us. Good things happen, bad things happen. We don't learn a lesson. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that.
1: Recitation. (laughs) دون بالحق وبه يعدلون، وقد مثنتي عشرة أسباط أمما، وأوحينا إلى موسى إذ استسقاه قومه أن يضرب عصاك الحجر. فبجست 面iner法 を配 عينا قد علم كل أناس مشربهم وظللنا عليهم الغمام وأنزلنا عليهم المن وَالسَّلْوَى كُلُوا مِن طَيِّبَاتِ مَا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ وَمَا ظَلَمُونَا وَلَكِنْ كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ وَإِذْ قِيلَ لَهُمُ اسْكُنُوا هَذِهِ الْقَرْيَةَ وَكُلُوا مِنْهَا حَيْثُ شِئْتُمْ وَقُولُوا حطة وقولوا حطة ودخل الباب سجدا نغفر لكم خطيئةكم سنزيد المحسنين فبدل الذين ظلموا منهم قولا غير الذي قيل لهم فأرسلنا عليهم فارسلنا عليهم رجزا من السماء بما كانوا يظلمون واسألهم عن القرية التي كانت حاضرة البحر اذ يعدون في السبت اذ تاتيهم حيتانهم يوم سبتهم شرعا <تصفيق> إذ تأتيهم حيتانهم يوم سبتهم شرعا ويوم لا يسبتون لا تأتيهم كذلك نبلوهم بما كانوا يفسقون. وَإِذْ قَالَتْ أُمَّةٌ مِّنْهُمْ لِمَ تَعِذُونَ قَوْمًا اللهُ مُهْلِكُهُمْ أَوْ مُعَذِّبُهُمْ عَذَابًا شَدِيدًا قَالُوا مَعْذِرَةً إِلَى رَبِّكُمْ وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ to say i am not وَأَخَذْنَا الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا بِعَذَابٍ بَئِيسٍ بِمَا كَانُوا يَفْسُقُونَ فَلَمَّا عَتَوْا عَمَّا عَنْهُ قُلْنَا لَهُمْ كُونُوا قِرَدَةً خَاسِئِينَ وَقَطَّعْنَاهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ أُمَمَا مِنْهُمُ الصَّالِحُونَ وَمِنْهُمْ دُونَ ذَلِكِ وَبَلَوْنَاهُمْ بِالْحَسَنَاتِ وَالسَّيِّئَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ
0: يَرْجِعُونَ سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهدو أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك.